We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hey. <laughs> and welcome to Thule Squadron Radio. My name is Gisli and I'm here with my gang. I'm oh, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> I am a part of Geisley's gang. My name is Halkon. And I am Ian. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it, it, yeah, it was inevitable. <laughs> it was inevitable, yeah. <laughs> there was another really funny thing on our Facebook group that someone was like, like, talking about Thule Squadron and how they're casual and someone responded you're complaining about Thule Squadron and yet you the for the fly betters are trying to fill daycares and grocery stores with Star Wars characters <laughs> yeah I love the Thule Squadron uh, Gis- Gisli, Gisli and the gang they're doing good mostly yeah they're awesome <laughs> so how is my we, gang can doing? we change name can we change name to a Thule Squadron gang <laughs> Oh. I mean, who has a radio anyway these days? I mean, I didn't come up with the name. Who did? It it was in uh, it was in the humongous uh, Fly, Flynock Squadron radio. Oh, and, that name! But yes. who came up with the radio thing? With the radio? No one. No, it, 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 it was Squadron Radio. Oh was yeah, radio. Uh, I mean, uh, it could be Full Squadron Gang. That was that, that was me. I I came up with the name. Yeah. No, we started around with Thule's Gun Podcast, but radio sounded, mm-hmm. sounded better. <laughs> like retro, retro something. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Makes but, a lot of sense. But Christopher Benson... It does ben- excuse Chris- the audio quality anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Benson came up with Gisley and the Gang. In, in, in well, in, I, I'm not quite Minox. sure. I, I'm not Minox. quite. Yeah, but I'm not sure that I would put it that way, Gisela. I don't think that he came up with it. It was more like a referral. And I think you're taking it much yeah. too literally. Yeah, I, I think so too. It bothers me a little bit that you, you, that you like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you I mean, know what? I'm going to be a part of AIDS posse. So, sorry, but but cri- cri- okay, so I, I, I'm I, the only one left in the gang. Yeah, you well, just apart from it. this uh, pretentious leader we have. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it now. I mean, Christopher Benson is a great individual. Yes, he came up with Geese and the Gang, top four in uh, probably the biggest X-Men tournament this year, <laughs> and he. Apparently came came up with uh, the world's list, world's winning list. So that, that's true. So it's almost like he won worlds as well. Yeah, I also I also it's basically I, 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 I'm I'm gonna say it. It's basically like I won worlds because. <laughs> <laughs> but but Kisli, you were there. You had a, actually had a chance to win worlds. No, I sucked. <laughs> okay. I said a chance. I didn't say a good one. <laughs> no, I I never had a chance. It's not like even... a dumb and dumber chance. I do agree with you, Jan. It was there. My my chance <laughs> was out of the window the day before. 
when I went home with like a heavy fever just to sleep before the. Event. I don't. I don't recall that that ever happening. It, just, it seems like this is ah. all in hindsight. Do AFD remember it this way? No, I, I just distinctly remember him sucking. Yeah, me too. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, did, I did suck. I did suck. But I think I think it's strange with this fever thing because apparently it's like fever? a roll of a dice whenever you fever. get fever. Yeah. yeah, fever. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I heard fever. Fever. fever? No, no fever here. <laughs> um, but there are so many stories of people who want stuff while sick. But apparently not from Houston. No. Anyway, no. let's I'm... get into the meat of the episode. Yes. Oh. Okay. We uh, we have some news today. We have a listener submitted love letter to a list. Yes. Um, first of its kind. First of its kind. Yeah. And then we have the main topic for today is how to do beef. Yes. So we're gonna focus on 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 beef as an archetype mm -hmm. and uh, and talk us through it. Oh, I um, thought I thought we were going to talk about the 186. Oh yeah, yeah well, are we? Really? That was just—I mean, that was just for clickbait. Oh, um, okay. And then, then we'll finish off with shoutouts. So, uh, Anchorman Gisley, take us into the news. Oh yeah. Uh, well, there aren't really any news. I. Uh, there has been like what seven weeks since the last article from FFG. Yeah, I'm a little bit frustrated on that. Yeah. Way to do news anchoring, Geekly. You rock that. No, you okay. Rocked it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> news segment. There, there are no news. There is no news. Uh, Alex Watkins. He went on Twitch. He he teased us with new dice, which apparently he didn't use on Twitch because he wasn't allowed. So we don't know how those dice are, but I mean, I'm a dice whore, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to grab them. <laughs> okay, can. so we so we don't know how they are. Nope. We don't know how you get them. Nope. Okay. But I'm gonna but get I guess them. It's I mean, it qualifies as news when we haven't seen an article since no, but uh, late I, January. But right? I'm I am guessing yeah. Prime, Prime Championship. We haven't seen what Prime gives, so that's true. So that's what that that's my guess. Um, oh great! But they look cool. If they're anything like the ones you used, they look cool. Yeah. So okay, uh, then we have good news. Yes, that is fantastic news. You want to say it? I mean, yes, I can. The dates for the Nordic System Open have been announced, and that is like our home Grand Prix. Yes. Mm -hmm. So from the 4th to the 6th of September, I hope you've already, all of you, booked your calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. It's going to be amazing. It's the same location as last year, which, yeah. which worked out really well. Slachter, um, Yes. And uh, there will be cars of people in pink shirts coming. And hopefully some of you Icelandic guys as well. By, by the way, we have to make you a pink Thule Squadron t-shirt. Mm -hmm. We really, we really do. Natural. I mean, it's just it's a problem with t-shirts, right? Because you can only wear one at a time. Yeah. So perhaps a, a tool to cap. I don't know. 
Hey, who says? I, mean, you, you, I you could can do wear the one black armband can, with the Thuba yeah, logo on it. But you can do one but, under the other, and then when you're feeling particularly like, oh, yeah, I'm doing well, you could tear one off, and you'll have, like, another one underneath. Yeah, I don't know if, if tearing your clothes off in the middle of a tournament is something you <laughs> no, can do without No, but everybody's going to be... Everybody's going to be so happy when they see that you're wearing another one underneath. Yeah, true. <laughs> Except for whoever's colors I just tore off. <laughs> That's true. That's Anyways, true. If, if it's something like last year, it's going to be amazing. The venue ah. is really nice. It's really, really nice. It's it, ha it has a restaurant thing next to it in, in the same building who just cooked for us. And that was yeah. really, really nice. Uh, last year it was really, really warm, but it's it's in September now, so it's probably getting a little bit chiller, but not cold in any way. No. Mm -hmm. And this year we will bring enough beer that we don't have to go to and buy Swedish supermarket beer. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe, maybe everybody will be sick. So. This year, so if every yeah. everybody's sick, no one's sick, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> hmm. Alternatively, since it's a fixed cut size, uh, oh no, you still need to play. Okay, you need at least I don't know six people there to actually hmm. do five rounds, right? <laughs> yes. <Anyway. Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That was deep. Yeah. That was deep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think they would will do a if, if if there will be only six people? Do you think there will be a, like a world's qualifier thing as well? Maybe hangar base and <laughs> this is high. <laughs> I, this is just an incentive to catch the coronavirus early. Yeah, uh, I mean. Iceland probably wins there now, at least. Uh, we win at everything. Yeah. 34 people and we win. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, anyway. Anyway, But yeah. the unfortunate thing about this date, though, is that it happens to occur at the same time as the Midgard Festival. Yes, I know. Yes. I know. So that's, uh, that's uh, bad planning on uh, FFGs or, or OP's part not to take into consideration the huge festival that's going to be happening here. Yes, at the same I, time. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Which is awful. It's I, hate, I, I hate it. It's I hate a travesty. It. it is. It is. Yeah. So the you're still the, choosing Malmö, right? The only, only thing that they can do to remedy this is to actually move the Nordics to Midgard. Oh, wouldn't that oh, be God. nice? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. awesome. I don't know why they had to have it in Malmo. They could have done it here. Everybody would have yeah. been happy. Because Malmo is is uh, cheap. <laughs> it's uh, really central. <laughs> and just about everybody I, can yeah, drive there. I think we would take take the record for the even smallest system open ever. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if they did it in rightly. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Would you complain though? Nope. I, I, I personally wouldn't, but I think there's a lot of people who would. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. So. But anyway. Uh, I hope you get your priorities straight. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm because this was the only well, this was my only guaranteed system open I was going going to. Uh, I can't really back out on it. And I have to do one up since last year. Hmm. Anything else is a failure. Okay. Right. <laughs> Right. Hope you know how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> putting a lot of pressure on so. uh, But then again, I'm not flying quad phantoms now, so and I no, am. just just quad something else. Yeah, but th this is in September. <laughs> this is in September, so there has been another point change then. So I have no idea yeah. what's gonna be good. There. Who knows how? Who knows how the next hyperspace looks? And yeah. I love that we don't. Yeah, Actually. that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, hyperspace shakeup and points and mm -hmm. uh, releases. We have no idea. <laughs> no. Okay, let's move into the love letter section. I think we have a little prelude. On yes. What is this with listener submissions, Gisli? Yes, we decided to allow listeners to send us their love letters. I mean, because obviously we can't always do love letters. I mean, we, it has to be something special. Like really, well, you really have to be in love to write a love letter. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. some of us can't do them at all. No, maybe not. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But you have a list though, but, but you hardly ever You don't fly. love it. Is you that don't it? love it. <laughs> it's just good. That's, that's it. I so mean, much that I have it locked down in a in a case and I never take it out. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently writing a love letter to Fangang every week was not okay. Yes, yes. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so gonna... glad we arrived to that decision. But just an FYI. I'm it sounds gonna... sounds suspiciously like a an obsession. <laughs> Stalker <laughs> If love is not an obsession, what is? Anyway, Gisli, what do people do if they have a love letter? Yes, I'm. I'm just gonna read you the the thing we wrote on our Facebook page. Basically, says, "Do you have a list you love? A list that makes you smile just by reaching into your bag to get it. A list where flying it feels like playing a symphony." Thule Squadron is asking for listener submissions for love letter to a list. You can submit your list by recording your recitation of your love, or you can write it and pick one of the hosts to read it. Let the whole world know about your feelings. Submit by email to thulesquadronradio at gmail.com. No merits proposals, please. It's, yeah. I, I yeah, please no. And, yeah, I doubt and, that your significant other is listening. And no, no feedback to dials. That's not that's not where you sent this. No, it's all no, the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 toolsquadradio at gmail.com. So, uh, first listener submission is from Andreas <coughs> Carlson, our good friend from Sweden. Yes. And who actually he, shares a passion for the same pilot as I do? Yes, and he nice? specifically asked that Ayit would read it for him. Which is also nice. Yes. Yeah, that's it's highly appropriate too. Yeah. Yeah. So Love Letter, love letter. to a list. Love letter. To a list. From Andreas Carlson, The Red Wake. The list includes the core in Rebels, the original T sixty five. Though no special pilots, but all unique 
in my eyes. And the Sage Speedy Jake with flames, the T65 are so unique that they got their own names. Bleach, because she's this little shy. Little Blue, she's the moody guy. Happy, she is always glad and friendly. And Mr. Pumpkinhead, hot rod and not so gently. Two shield each, eight total things. Side by side, they cover each other's wings. And like a father, Jake will be either to help with the focus or just shoot the enemy. If the four acts bump, Jake is there to aid, so no little X will be afraid. Jake can either be with the group or fly like an ace, though always there to help with the damage race. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Poetic. It's, it's a nice sure. little poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and I, I, uh, even uh, writing up like uh, writing it up like a poem, you get you get what's going on with the list and wh- how he flies it, uh, mm-hmm. and what the tricks are. So the list is actually for T sixty fives Red Squadron veterans, which are the PS. Uh, then just the three guys and Jake Farrell. I mean, hmm. No upgrades. No upgrades. New upgrades. Oh, well. They upgraded the X-Wings to uh, Initiative 3. That's the upgrade. (laughs) True. Okay. I'm going to go on the limb here and say this is a better list than the five five X-Wings. I think I believe you. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I, you, the four fangs is still better, though. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Someone starting a snowmobile outside. Like Sorry? Sorry? Have any of you flown anything like this? Uh, a, it I flew X Wings, five of them. Yeah, I tried five X Wings. And he, I wasn't he, he loves Jake, so. <laughs> Do you hear the noise? What noise? Okay, good. Hi, there's a there's a guy starting a small snowmobile outside. Put it on. A, uh, oh. <laughs> Hashtag Iceland thing. Yes. I, I hear it yes. now. I yeah. hear it now, but I didn't hear it before. So. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, about this list, I I think it's really cool. I I think it's a it's a better than the five, just I ones, or was it I twos? Sorry. Twos. Yeah, twos. Sorry. Yeah, the blue squadrons. Uh, it, it's definitely it has the upper hand against the blue squadrons, but I don't know. Yeah, Jake gives that extra focus, so one of them can target lock instead. Well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It comes down to that. Even though he's cheaper than Jake, is probably better value. Yeah. Than an I free X wing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and then on top of that, you then get that all the I-2s becomes I-3s, right? Yeah, yeah. So. 
I don't. I, think I, agree. I, I don't. I, I don't really think it matters because I I twos against I threes because unless you're playing against I twos, but there aren't that many I twos in the meta right now. It's I ones or I fives or four or fives. Yeah, or or unless you're counting five X wings. I mean. Yeah, unless you're counting five X wings. Mm-hmm. You might see some I threes also though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at least you know you will have mm. sort of you won't get PS killed. No. But I, I flew the uh, variant earlier uh, before the points update with uh, the four B wings mm-hmm. and Jake. Okay. And I think this yeah. is better. That's better. Uh, <sighs> I okay. Think, I think so too. I. Th- I think so too. I I think the the X wings are better than the B wings, in general. I, I'm not I'm not talking about Braylon. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, I might. I mean, how many are some points? Too bad the foil things on B wings are not one point. Then you can uh, could have fit two blue X wings, two uh, blue. Uh, B wings and put the foils on the B wing yeah. and Jake. <clears throat> I think I think uh, X wings with foils are better than B wings without foils. Yeah, I mean, why would you take X wing without a foil? Well, I mean, there was once no, I... the option. There was once the option to do so. Um, so if if you're comparing the so... chassis, if you're just doing a mm-hmm. chassis to chassis mm-hmm. comparison. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I think the B wing chassis is a better chassis than the X wing chassis, if you if you don't include the foils. Yeah. So so if you put both foils on, B Bs have the win in your opinion. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing that drags them down is that they're costed, while the X wing foils are not. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the B wings are slightly more expensive, which they probably should be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and the same but, but, because they are a better chassis. Yeah. And they're less prone to variants. And I think that's probably what, you know, 5X and this has in common. That your variance, especially on those two green dice, matters a whole lot. But, yeah. okay, okay. Why are they a better chassis? I mean, they have 8 health versus 6. But the X-Wing has 2 agility, but way better dial. Well, I think it's. I don't. I don't agree with that. How much every time you shoot in an X-wing? What is the average damage you do in sort of a typical engagement? I mean, it depends on what you're flying, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But but to be probably probably two. But to play a little bit devil's advocate on your Gisli, the dial on the X-wing is not necessarily better than the dial on B. No, I I don't agree with you. Maybe situationally better. better. Sure, and so is the B-wing. Yeah, the B-wing in a, in a brawling situation. Once you get into that close quarters, mm-hmm. the B-wing down is so good. Yeah, I think the B-wing when you don't have you know your typical sort of old Rebel B things like Cassian clearing a stress or Leia yeah. tricking out, then the B-wing blues are too limiting. Yes, I agree. The X-wing blues are much better. And if you play a jousting list like this, then you might K turn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore your bad blues will drag you down. Well on the blue on the B Wing generics, you're not 
doing the focus barrel thing as much as you would on a tandem or a braille. No, no, no you're, you're but just you're doing straight up doing great red maneuvers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and doing red maneuvers, but after the red maneuver, you're you're turned around on the guy, and then you're doing banks or straights. Yep, and you're you're in relatively close range, which means you're doing a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't it, have the B wing. It's different, have, but hmm? the B wing has it's, a wide yeah. two bank, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. The the one the one bank one, is, one bank is blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one bank is blue. So that is your and only the two bank is not straight uh, maneuver. That is blue. That is yeah. your your one bank. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a weakness. Yes, it a is a significant weakness. Um, you can play into that. Yeah. Sure, you can, but on the other hand, you have the one uh, talent roll, and you have the two K turn. Mm -hmm. So when close. Quarters, you you have a, a much easier time turning around and getting back into the fight when you're in a blue with blue no in a in a B wing than when you are in an X wing. But what if I bring a big base, or just even a medium, or just even a medium base? You can. It doesn't matter. You you can two K over a medium base if you're pumped, yeah. Don't have to be pumped. Well, then and just, if, just if, if that if that's if that's the position. If you're, then you can uh, one talon yeah, exactly. on, on one of the side. Mm -hmm. So you have that option. Yeah. I, I, I think flexible. Like you can always do a turnaround unless you have like a swarm right in front of you, in which case you'd probably be dead and flying badly. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, if you do like, especially the one talon, but also the 2K, then you end up so close to your starting position. That you're just doing the one straight and then you're doing it all over again. Mm -hmm. Whereas the X wing with a long 4K can sort of one forward perhaps twice before it has to to turn again. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but I think it's it's also a matter of what's the rest of the list. Sure. In this case, uh, the X wings are better able to follow Jake, mm -hmm. uh, even when even if if they have to clear stress at the same time, they can at least sort of do the two banks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, with with the shenanigans of Leia and Cassian, the B wings are fantastic brawlers. Yes. Oh I yeah. Agree. I agree. Fantastic. Yeah. I agree. I agree. There. Hundred percent. But but yeah. Uh, and so the dial hasn't changed. Oh well, Leia. The, the only thing bad, is. Right? The only thing is. You have to do the one back. Ba I mean, you have to do the one bank or or one forward. No, no, but Leia changes the dial. Hmm? Leia changes the dial. Yeah. And Cassian reduces your reliances on blue. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I'm positionally where you can put the B wing while brawling. You can't do with it with the next wing. That's the yeah. point because he doesn't have the maneuverability that you would need to do the same thing. Or mm -hmm. the, the no, no, it, it, it yeah. does knife fight as well. I mean, right. we'll agree there. Ah, that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there you said it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that was the word I was looking for. Knife fighting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but then, the, but, but then I mean, again, but then again, yeah. it's uh, one one uh, heart is red, so it's just a white two, which is the same as the uh, as the X wing, but the X wing also has three hearts. Mm -hmm. Instead of sure, 
yeah, that's also the actual, white. So the action doesn't have the one turn. No, it doesn't. No, that's no. that's true. So. Yep. Anyway, I mean, okay, but anyways, uh, coming, I, back, coming yeah. back to my original point of <laughs> yeah. uh, if if I was to put two B-wings into that list and swap them out with uh, two of the X-wings, I think that'll be a more fun list because you'll have the flexibility of uh, you know different type of type of chassis, run them together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not, I, and I'm not sure you would miss the B-wing forms. I, I just... Hitler, are you eating? Nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was a very unconvincing I was going to say, I, I, I would hardly put a B-wing and uh, fun in the same sentence. Unless it's called Braylon and it's flown with Cassian. Oh, come on. And then it's only fun if, if it's on your side of the table. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and uh, let's caveat that statement with uh, when is actually the last time you've flown a B-Wing? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, um, might have been 1.0, if that. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. think yeah, I've ever seen okay. you play a B-Wing, usually. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, played, point. <laughs> I've, I've played B-Wings in 2.0. I, I did try a brilliant Cassian thing once. I didn't like it. But I actually, as I said earlier, I flew B-Wings this summer, mm -hmm. but this is an interesting sort of segue. Yes, because, I was going to say you it. Know, B wings are, in many people's minds, the sort of embodiment of beef. Beef, yes. So let's get how into the... How to beef. How to beef. How to beef. So, how to beef. Our intentions are that this could be the first of hopefully several um, episodes that that focus around an archetype. Yeah, archetype of a list. Sort of the very high level archetypes. Hmm. And um, the idea is that we bring some level of expertise, the best we can get. In this mm -hmm. case, it was aid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Fair. I'm messing with you. It's an excellent beef player. And I yes. absolutely suck at beef, so I'm going to be uh, asking a lot of stupid questions. And I think, Gisli, you're quite bad with beef as well, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good at flying against beef, unless Aid is flying it. But then I'm flying against Aid. No, 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 not, but not the beef. can you fly beef? No, I never do. Well, okay, so, so okay no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. It depends on if you would, if you would say that uh, four fangs might be beef, <laughs> because oh, actually, actually, the actually, actually they, might. They, they might, yes, <laughs> exactly, but just a different but, kind. Uh, but let's start there. Ed, how would you define beef? What is when is something beef and when is it not beef? Oh. When you got a few really chunky ships, and you know. Uh, Fly them in a formation, and uh, you have no really good first target to clear off the board. Oh. Chunky ships that that's flown what together. Does, what, what does chunky mean? Does that mean lots of health, or does it mean lots, lots of health? Of or does it mean I would I, I would never like. Uh, I don't think I would uh, put three agility ships as beef. 
I, I probably wouldn't put five X-Wings as beef. Because I think uh, the beef uh, list have to have a, a bit of synergy going on around them. Yeah, but something, some some kind of concept there you, that you're flying, uh, flying towards. But uh, you talked about uh, flying them in a formation. If we think about the, let's say the two big beef beefy list, I, I would consider beef was the old rebel beef, which was uh, Braylon, Cassian, and then two other ships, in whatever fluff you wanted. Most often it was. It was Wedge and and uh, Tenon, but you uh -huh. didn't didn't really have to fly them in a formation, though. No. And and f also flying against them, you you had your target priority. Also. Can we? Can yeah, we you want to kill Wedge? Yeah. Can, can we? Can we step back a little bit? Yes. So, because you know, I think a lot of a lot of the definition is embedded in the word beef. You know, if, mm -hmm. if you think about you think about what 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 that means in essence is that you know you need you need to punch it quite a bit mm -hmm. before it starts to collapse yes. from from the weight of of whatever you're flying against it yeah so so you know by the definition yeah you have you have ships that are bulky that is you know you, you need to put quite a lot of damage to to start hurting them mm -hmm. to some degree but then you also have that you know this this these are quite frequently slow moving uh they move collectively not just with regard to flying in them information but also if you just think about the arcs you when you when you have a beef list you, mm. you want to have your arcs pointing in pretty much all of the same direction because that's when you get you know the punch from the list as well so mm -hmm. you know, it's it's. It, I've always thought of this as the you 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 bullfighting when you're fight, flying against beef, because mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you're not where the arcs are, or or they're just going to ram you and it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're saying that two decimators are beef? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I knew you were not saying that, but <laughs> I mean that is. I mean, they are quite hard to kill, right? And I, I don't sure. think two decimators are beef. I don't think that um, the six TIE fighters are beef. They also take a yeah. while to kill and they fly in a block, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think for me personally, I mean, things can that, be that's, yeah, but that's yeah. sort of my but, definition is that you have, you have a serious amount of health. So that probably starts with something around the X-wing level. Mm -hmm. And then you have a free dice gun. Or at but least I mean, of yeah. all your ships, then you have mostly three dice guns, and you perhaps have one two dice guns. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, going back to your question, Jan, I think there is there is definitely a distinction between a swarm and beef with this regard, where within the sw swarm you're able to pick off certain elements of the swarm, and you can you can pick off things within the swarm before the swarm is actually impacted. So you yes. you could use one lose one ship, two ships from the swarm, but then as you gradually pluck more out of the swarm, it, it's, it's going to be more and more ineffective to the point where it's actually, it loses any chance of, of, of being successful or, or conquering the match. With regards to the decimators, or, or you know, when you have double decimators, we could also transfer this to double fire sprays. Usually you're not going to be flying those ships uh, in the same way as you would a rebel beef list. 
you're not going to have, uh, you know, you're not going to present both of them in the same way as you would when you're flying a beefy list. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the distinction. So, so we talked about uh, the sort of rebel beef, which in its stereotypical fashion, mm -hmm. as Gisti said, 10 Braden, Cassian, Wedge. Mm -hmm. There were some variants. Some people skipped Wedge, flew, threw in another U-Wing. Um, There's a lot of noise in someone's uh, microphone, by the way. Like, yeah. Like, like clicking. Yeah, I'm muted, so... Okay. okay. So it's ah, John! Anyway, <laughs> you could also fly four U-Wings. I guess mm -hmm. that also qualifies as beef. Yes, definitely. And of course, all these are slightly different because, you know, ships are different, but... What would uh, what would beef look like uh, today after the I mean after the big beef nerf down of uh, of last July? What do you think, Ed? I don't think we have a good beef list in the meta or otherwise. Rebels, but not. I mean, what about uh, other factions? Maybe. Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just wondering, what about uh, the other? All right. Factions? Yeah, I mean, put your put your scent in. You no, I, I, I was just thinking. Maybe, do do Imperial, Imperials have any beef lists or Republic or Republic something? definitely have beef lists. Beef lists. Yeah, I agree. But uh, so, uh, are they good so, in hyperspace? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we're talking we're talking about hyperspace because nothing has mostly really yeah. changed in in, in extended. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't think we need to be, you know, former specific, mm -hmm. but I, I think the Ark is certainly a beefy ship. Yeah, it's a beefy ship for sure, especially the Republic one. The Republic Ark is much better than the Rebel Ark. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. I agree. And I, I would think that a 5X is probably beef, but I admit that it, it lacks the sort of uh, synergy and even the the requirement to stay together that you typically have found in, in previous uh, beef iterations, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're talking about specific ships. What, what, what list would you specify as a beef list? Well, I would say that uh, I would probably hey, still stop call eating the, in the microphone. I would I'm not eating. Jesus. Someone's I'll eating. probably still call uh, Daniel Taylor's uh, finalist list for world from Worlds, even though it was a five ship list and there were two uh -huh. C95s in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would probably qualify that as beef, despite the C95s. Sure. Um, I would certainly call uh, a love letter this week for beef. There you begin to have the synergy again, also. Mm -hmm. um, but so yeah, I. I'm kind of with you there, Jan, but on the other hand, the distinction between, I mean, so between a, a pure beefy list, I mean, so or a, a beef list and a beefy list is something that we would maybe want to consider there. Is that mm -hmm. to say, you know, if you if you have, as soon as you have an A-wing in there, which is much more of a fragile, free agility, uh, you know, two attack dives, I mean, that, that's not a particularly beefy ship. Mm -hmm. no, I, I agree, and I think you can probably sort of have within that arch type, you can have, you know, like one of them. Like right now, you could be flying uh, Luke, Braylon, 10, 
and Arvel. Um, I think it's somewhat popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's probably what sort of lean beef looks like today. <laughs> lean beef, I like that. <laughs> like Kobe beef. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. It, what, what, I mean, back to our beef expert. What do you think? <sighs> I mean, what is a beef list? I think we can ask 50 people and get 75 different opinions on this. No, but the reason, the, reason, the reason I'm focusing so much on the definition is because it sort of makes sense when we have to sort of talk about the other things to, to, to have an idea about that we're, we're somewhat talking about the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we are probably there. So mm-hmm. um, let's, uh, let's move on and say uh, obstacle selection and your setup. In the wait, wait, game. one thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember the Spanish guy's name who was in the finals against Timo. He was flying double Jedi, double arc. Would you consider that beef? It was two Asian, arcs. Asian, Asian it was, beef. It was it, it was it was Rick, right? It wasn't two Jedi. Oh, sorry. Yeah, one yeah, Jedi, one, Jedi, yeah. Jedi, 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 Rick, Rick and two arcs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the arcs. Yeah, the arcs are definitely beefy. I I, I see your point uh, easily, <laughs> but the damage output of the list uh, is not enough to call it a beef list. So uh, apart from apart from uh, the Jedi getting getting bullseye arc on on the uh, on the opponent, then you're doing you know you're, the damage output is just not high enough in my mind to say that this is a beef list. No, okay. you can go one step further and say Obi and free arcs, which is also something we've seen, mm-hmm. and that's still Ace plus beef. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it begins to be beefier. Mm-hmm. Right. It's beefier, and it's it's the same it's the same distinction as we would probably make if we were talking about swarm and then ace mini swarm. I think, and I think it's a fair distinction to make. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, it, you have to call it the beef list. You have to check a few boxes. I think. I mean, it's how you would fly it. I mean, in this, you have like a couple of flankers in that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Just because of that, even though it has damage output and it has a lot of health and to chew through, uh, you could call it a beef list by some metrics. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe the playstyle just takes takes it, it, that definition of it out of the equation. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so what you're saying, some lists, even though they are quite similar, flown by different people might. You might consider one of them beef and one of them not because of playstyle. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, I think you can say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, that's a that's a valid. Sure. Valid thing to say, I think. I mean, I mean, it's also. Uh, in, in, Doggo. <laughs> Doggo. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the same, uh, so I think the same thing is uh, when people think Vetch is uh, an ace, or Vetch is just a brawler and a hammer. Yeah, I mean, ne- he's not an ace. Never call him an yeah, ace. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's that's what I'm getting at. 
-hmm. Some people might kid him out and fly him like an ace, mm -hmm. but yeah. others wouldn't. And he would be, and he is in a, in a beef list that mm -hmm. have been prevalent. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. it's yeah, just a... Yeah. Good point. Okay. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Very good point. Or I6s, aces, etc. It's it's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. Uh, let's move right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Obstacle selection. Yeah. What obstacles and why, basically? Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with say uh, contradicting myself and say small ones mm -hmm. and the contradiction in that statement is uh, the whole time I flew beef I took the largest ones <laughs> yes okay <laughs> so uh, is that uh, just is that like like I do it basically it's just muscle memory you just pick the three largest ones and you don't think about it yeah basically I think yeah. so but uh, but also uh, I was playing uh, mostly a couple of U-wings, B-wing and an A-wing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would go up to the to the rock field mm -hmm. and uh, play around in that area, not not going into it. Mm -hmm. So for my play style, the big rocks uh, worked. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. then they they will only be hampering my uh, enemies. Mm -hmm. you know lanes and stuff so okay. uh, you know just play out and then go up to that stop the Ewings there maybe uh, if if needed you know stops to turn in a row then get uh, the jumping uh, jump over each other and bump and stuff like that but mm -hmm. but never really having to uh, go through the lanes that the rocks did so so you cannot just say what obstacles because there are so many variation playstyles mm -hmm. of how you want to move the beef around the board. I, I think, in my opinion. Okay. Um, but okay, so, so in today's matter, in today's matter, I would probably just go with uh, you know uh, the gas clouds to okay. try and get uh, just a slight, slight then, uh, advantage on uh, strut players. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Th then I'd need to ask: Would you bring the large or the small gas clouds? <laughs> um, uh, large ones, I think. Okay. So, I, I really, so what, I really are, what are you trying to achieve with your obstacle setup when you are a beef player? Let's just say, you know, let's go back to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. standard rebel beef. What is? Are you trying to funnel your enemy? Are you trying to hinder them? Uh, I mean, there are obviously uh, I, some things if your opponents have struts or whatever, but just again, you know, somebody who doesn't. Sure. Uh, to, you, you uh, as as a beef player, you wanna maybe may, try to make a little bit of an area on the on the on the play area where you have some room to move. You're never gonna be able to just decide where that is because you know your opponent is trying another strategy, most probably. And so uh, that so that you have some area to move your block of beef without having to calculate uh, or you know have to go around some obstacles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And because uh, yeah, and uh, start at the 
back of that area that you have no obstacles and you know stall there get the enemy to engage go on forward and and uh, start up with me shooting yeah I I really agree with you on this one Ed. Um, uh, uh, I think <laughs> to this degree the smart choice is to take the gas clouds today with any beef list because what Another thing that you gain with the gas clouds is that because you're usually up on the hull and the shields um, compared to non-beef lists, so and, mm-hmm. and your agility is low anyway. So yeah. you know when you and if you're able to create that space on the board where you have your maneuverability area, but then you can also have gas clouds. They help you more then they hinder you because it doesn't really matter if you lose that one agility getting a strain. Mm-hmm. Um, it can matter to get the extra agility on the on the on the defense, but but usually that helps an opponent more that has more agility, you know, more green dice. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. uh, and that also means that you can start utilizing the gas clouds. Landing on top of them uh, has really little ramifications for a beef list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so you get that much you actually gain a little bit more area to play around with true okay, okay. That's, that's interesting how do you what is your your win condition typically with a beef list are you going for full destruction or just outlasting the enemy and eventually winning on time because of points or sort of again I, I realize that this is very different it depends on the enemy it depends on what exact sort of beef list, but in general terms. Right. Outlasting, I think, is the motto of beef. You're never going to go out and try to, you know, swing past flanking and, and, you know, take that guy out and then go to work on the rest of the list. You're always, like, waiting in the winds, waiting to pounce on what your opponent really gives you to pounce on. Mm. There, there's not a lot of, you know, surprise things that you can do with a beef list. Um, so not, you're, not, not on a large scale. But you're, but you're you not necessarily looking at the wind condition in the beginning. You're just basically shooting at what your opponent gives you. That's what you're saying. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would never take your block of four, maybe four different ships. They all have different dials, mm-hmm. and you don't you don't want to stretch stretch it out too much if your list is set up with some kind of synergy in mind that mm-hmm. that works well together. And then you have to keep them kind of close. Uh, so you you're you're not as able to stretch and go for the uh, reach far and and go for the ship that you want to kill it so you have to kind of like what's my first first uh, priority to kill and what's my second and third mm-hmm. and uh, when you're moving down the board you have to always look at that and what 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 you're gonna get into your sights okay I think that's a really good point uh, and uh, also depending on the list that you're playing against, if you're playing against aces, or if you're playing against a beefy list, you're going to have a very different situation. But the last thing that you kind of want to do when you're playing a beef list is commit, 
or, or, or be in the in the situation where you risk overcommitting because turning mm-hmm. around and and then getting your guns back turning in the direction that you want them to can be very mm-hmm. difficult. It's much more difficult than when you have an AC list or unless you have Leia, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. No, no. But then you have really then you have to use Leia and turn around. Yeah. But yeah. I think what Halcon is trying to say is is if you're having a couple of aces against you and a little bit of beef or, or, or three ships or something like that, and he's, fl- he's flanking on maybe two sides, you don't want to commit to a side to mm-hmm. to that. So signaling to him, yeah, it's okay. Just bring your soon to your up the rear here. He'll he'll have a field day. You have to kind of like position ships in uh, in a way that you can say, oh, yeah, I mean, I see you're coming with Suntir up the flank on the right. All I have to do is too hard all of my ships, and everyone can shoot at it. Mm-hmm. You have to make them, you have to make them a little bit timid. Yeah. Even so, though the player so. player playing against you knows you have to commit to something, mm-hmm. but, but you have so, to position in a way that you have both options. Yeah, sure. okay. exactly. Okay, so what you're saying is that even though you play the list somewhat reactively, i.e. Mm-hmm. more reacting to what does your opponent give you and so on, it is important yeah. not to overreact. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sure. have to keep your options open, constantly mm-hmm. threatened. Well, if your Suntia comes in, I may turn next turn. Yeah. Right in your face, you and your Suntia exactly. is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, even, and even with your, your not exactly executing your plan, you have to have a plan with two or three different types of scenarios uh, 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 depending on what your opponent does. You have to think at least two, two, uh, two uh, turns ahead in terms of where you're going to put your beef. This is especially important if you're playing uh, against aces with a beef list. Oh, completely. You, uh, if you it's... don't do it, you're losing. Yep. You, have to, you have to be, okay, He's over there now. I'm gonna go too forward and leave, to leave me open to a too hard or a too forward or even one bank on the turn after that, and that makes me able to swing around the rock with a three bank, uh, following that ace. I mean, you have to like think about because ace players are going to be beating, switching, and you just can't go full forward and be shooting at empty air. Yeah, so you have to kind of think about it and, and, and leave it open. Another, another great way to say this is, is to quote Ali Pakna when he was saying that his world's list was, was actually, you know, it was of course, of course a different, difficult list to fly, but, but compared to Daniel's list with, within that context of when he was in the finals, then, you know, the, the, what he realized was that for himself, he was able to take the maneuver and assess the board state, and then decide on where his final position was going to be. Yeah. With the beef list, you don't have this option. Pretty no. much, your final position is going to be wherever you ended your maneuver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way, during planning, if, if you did it wrong, you're just shit out of luck that turn. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to be shooting. Yeah. Okay, maybe you have a couple of ships that can reposition in one way, Mm-hmm. But you know, in that in that case,s you're you're like 
I could, you can see it. You, <laughs> you focus up on the ship it, yeah. that you think is going to be shooting, yeah. and the rest of the ships are going to be taking turtle lots for the following turn. Right. Because you know he lost. Because, oh, yeah, okay, he's going that way or something. Mm -hmm. If you get some kind of cue while you're moving it. But, you know. Okay. I think, I think that's cool. Uh, so... Um, yeah, we're talking about wind conditions. Yeah. Wind conditions, yeah. We wind, wind mm. conditions. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to... Did John drop out? It, or? No, I'm here. I just yeah, okay. was alternating with my uh, with my mute. So I was saying things, but I was muted. Oh, okay. Who were you? Oh. <laughs> so, guys, so I, wanted, I wanted to roll your bag a little bit and, and go back and sort of <clears> take <throat> the game in stages. So how do you deploy... And, and how do you open? And it probably leads into this, so I'm just going to take the next one as well. Mm -hmm. uh, how is this, what is a good first engagement and how do you achieve it? So from deployment to first engagement. Oof, that's... Uh, with what list? <laughs> and against what list? Yeah. Uh, the deployment I, I is, is easy, right? It, it's together. I mean, that's... For the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't put myself as a traditional beef player. Well, not at the time when everybody was flying with wets as their focal point or for Ewings. Um, I had a mini ace, and the Jake was flying away from the the three ships most of the time. If if I was playing against low initiative, uh, non beefy lists. I mean, uh, I don't know what that would actually be. <laughs> no aces, no beef. What do you have? Uh, but uh, traditionally, yeah, you would put them all together and uh, uh, with a little bit of room in between them to to give you options in maneuvering. And, uh, and options in maneuvering, I'm thinking about, you know, which way you're going. You don't want to just pinwheel them, and the only option you have is always, you know, to bank or to turn or something like that. <clears throat> you want to be able to uh, kind of alternate mo movements between the ships and, you know, cross cross paths and keep your uh, uh, kind of uh, opponent... Uh, on his back legs, on his hind legs, you know, on his heels, so that it'll be he, he, at least you'll have some form of uh, what do you call it? a surprise, maybe. So uh, okay. together, but not too tight, I think. Yeah. So would you typically sort of slow roll initially to see what your opponent is up to? Um, In most cases, yes, probably. So I especially mean, against aces, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, if you're if you're doing the setup of the asteroids, like I was talking about, with uh, you know spread them out to the sides and and leave one good space in the center of the board or the side of the board, you you kind of have a, like a three or four turn plan of how you're gonna get into that space. So so you might have a stall in there. And uh, movement, and then maybe another stall, depending on what your opponent did, if you need it, if you don't. 
and then coming into the area that you want to be fighting at and getting the shots you want. Okay, so and, it's, it's still about yeah. this, you know, that you, you play reactively, and in order to play reactively successfully, I mean, you react to your opponent all the time. You have it, to, it, it's very important that you leave your options open. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. You have to do that, but I think it's this is also a little bit of situational. But so because in some cases, if depending on how your this is this is reactionally, of course, but depending on how your opponent sets up, if you can see the flank a mile away, then you need to play a little bit differently than if uh, your your opponent is playing KG. Um, so, and then in some cases, it actually might make sense to try to get into a certain area of the board where you want the engagement to take place. Uh, before you can foresee that your opponent will be able to get his full force in there. So if if your opponent is flanking with the ship and bringing something else into the fray, then if you see the opportunity to pounce on that that fray before the flanker gets uh, gets to you, then you might want to accelerate your play, play to, to get there fast, to start that engagement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting and quite concrete. I, mean, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can you exactly the the both the X wings and the U wings are deceptively fast. I mean, the U wings have the three bank; they have the full forward, mm-hmm. and with with the stop and one one forward being so prevalent in the play style, the four forward or three bank can be can catch people off guard so that's uh, that's exactly what Haukun was thinking uh, talking about I think and uh, yeah exactly keep it keep it open what's for the flanks and and be ready to pounce on on, on if he overcommits with some some one thing and you can get away with it yeah so um, you talk a lot about his flank and I think that is because it is so vital to knowledge type, you know, that you don't want to get flanked too hard, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? So, um, and I know when I fly, you know, aces versus beats, then my dream scenario is to basically surround them. Right. Yeah, because it's difficult how, for how them do you, to how really play against that. Yeah. Um, I mean, against really, really competent ace player that, you know, gets his dream setup, uh, you just have to take the blows. <laughs> kind of. If, if, if you, you allow up, that person to get that dream yeah, setup, you're in a you really just, tough spot. You just need to counter it before it gets to that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to you have to stall at the right times and go fast at the right times. Yeah. But, okay, if he makes it, you're going to have to make something happen. I mean, with the three dice guns, and uh, semi semi fast and and uh, being able to slow roll, you, you always have the very very flexible bulk of ships to get the bumps off with 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 a lot of board board presence and stuff like that. I mean, you can start betting uh, mm-hmm. if if you're if you're if you're behind, even if you haven't lost any points. If you, if you're losing just on Port state uh, um, positioning, then you might have to do hail marys. You know, go four forward with that you and slow roll with uh, with the other three ships, and all of them target locking or, or you know getting their mods in to uh, 
shoot the ace that you're trying to block. And if you get the block off, and, and he's, he's what? <laughs> what? Who is watching the trailer? Yeah, yeah McKellen. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, it was actually my cat. <laughs> right. Heard that one. Heard that one like a thousand no. times. No. Oh my god. It my dog ate the phone I've ever heard. Oh, oh my thighs were bad because my cat sneezed on them. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. happened to you too? No. Um, <laughs> I think there's, there's a lot here in what you say. Let me just uh, go back to this avoiding flanks. Um, I've seen and have been, you know, endlessly frustrated by as a nice player um, people using, for instance, the board edge to avoid uh, yeah, or reduce hugging. the amount of. I mean, I can't surround you if one side yeah, is yeah. on the board, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and particularly with, uh, you know, the four U wings, this is particularly nasty. Uh, and then you got into a little bit about this. What do you do if you're behind, right? That you have to then you have to do riskier things in general, and and go for the hail marys. Mm -hmm. How do you manage the game if you're ahead? That's such an open question. I mean, I mean, you just you're you're not going to be running for time. You're you're not going to be you know playing a cagey game and making him follow you. You kind of always have to be on the fence. And if you if you're like ahead, you have to have to manage your damaged ships, uh, positioning them in, in worse places for your opponent to shoot them. And making sure you are uh, putting out threats with your arcs to lay down like cover fire for for your damaged enemies. So if you Kind of just saying to the enemy, uh, your your opponent, if you want to come get those points that you need to win, I'm going to threaten you with taking away more points. And that's kind of just yeah, making sure you uh, they cover each other. Okay, yeah. so in general, if you had a turn where you know you put your arcs wherever they were, and then the ace player you were playing against um, had to do all kinds of uh, repositioning to, to dodge your arcs yeah. and then he didn't get a shot then you would actually consider that a victory a huge one, yeah, yeah. If, so, if you got so him out with if, if yeah. you're ahead yeah, if you're <laughs> ahead uh, yeah. but a lot of the time then with a list with this much survivability then you know, time favors you I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, so, un so, unless you're yeah. obviously way behind and he's running away because mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, that's that's different. Yeah. yeah. So can I can I throw one thing in here? The thing, my my view on this is a little bit that this is where the beef is. The beef lists are a little bit similar to the swarm lists. So um, what what you have with beef uh, is that the variance isn't that high. Uh, you, you, the damage out damage output if you're modified if you just take take care to have your tokens and have your mods, uh, mm -hmm. you, your damage output is going to be kind of linear, you're not going to see a lot of spikes within damage Correct. on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same goes on the defensive side. You're not going to have a lot of variance on the defensive side. So usually what, what you're trying to do is you're trying to wear your opponent a little bit down. Where this difference from what you're doing with the swarm is with the swarm it's more about you know getting into the fray, taking away actions, 
plucking away a little bit. The, the beef is a little bit, you know, it's fewer dice, no, no fewer attack rolls, uh, more attacks, more dice on each roll, but you still mm-hmm. have that same level of consistency. So, so when you're trying to get ahead, you're using that consistency to wear the opponent down. When you are ahead, uh, then you use that consistency to to keep the threat level going to force your opponent to try to maybe take risks or to put himself in positions that are suboptimal. When you're behind, mm-hmm. in my view, you are kind of in a bad place because in my yeah. in my opinion, it's it's very difficult to come back in a beef it list uh, uh, from from a, from a disadvantaged position. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's you know once you're there, you're yeah yeah you 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 have you're struggling at that point. I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean it can. Good, a good beef player can certainly you know with uh, with good moves and doing things that are a little bit maybe mm-hmm. risky and tricky and 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 not what your you know not not what your opponent would expect. You can you can get back into the game, but but you have to change up your tactic quite a bit to do it. If I may, add I to think that. that that goes well with the whole. It's a reactive list. You wanna, you know, not overextend and so on. And that just means that if you come, if you get behind, and you have to suddenly start being the active, and you have mm-hmm. to be, you know, you have mm-hmm. to risk overextending, mm-hmm. yeah. then you are out of your league because that's not what you built your squad to do. But if if I can add to this, I mean, with a point, I feel like beefy li- beef lists are kind of the same as uh, as uh, swarmy list in that way that I feel like beefs they tend to get ahead in the beginning by quite a large margin mm. and so the opponent always has to like follow up and try to get back into the game it just it's basically a matter of time sure of I the- mean yeah I mean yeah you you basically have uh, mostly around 50 point pieces yeah. And uh, and if you're trading, and if the opponent player is trading off uh, 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 one of his three three piece list, I mean mm-hmm. you're getting ahead. Yeah. And he might be he might be fine with that. He just wants to trade off to have left less uh, ships mm-hmm. on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and there's quite often within the beef list there is a catalyst ship that if you remove that ship, uh, mm-hmm. the the list is significantly weakened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's always that one ship. Yeah, that's you know. It, yeah, so if if you know if you're beef, well, you could be Cassian. Yeah, uh, that's a really good example. Yeah, because that uh, that was the secret, right? It's Cassian. It's ne- it was never a wedge. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So so I think uh, yeah, that's that's very accurate, easily. Um, but to that regard as well, uh, I tend to when I'm flying a beef list, I'm very uh, I'm very aware of the points that I am. Plucking off my opponent and the points that I'm giving up instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's it yeah. is uh, it is a very it is a very big part of my planning with you know before each phase is to figure out okay what is the ideal trade for me in this in this uh, in the in the next round because there's always going to be a trade. So I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's that that's if, true with every player. Well, no, no, well, no, yeah, so, I, I no, but this is where it gets, it gets it's a little bit it gets a little bit different here. Because when you're playing an ace list, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's okay not to shoot as long as you don't get shot. Yes. But if you're yeah, playing okay. a beef list, you want to shoot 
And if it, if you get shot, then that's fine. But you need to shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, yeah. you, as long as you trade at least equal or preferably favorable, yeah, exactly. Then then damage is fine. Whereas yeah. if you're an Aces, then any damage is the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. No, that's true. So I guess, and you know, I, I'm you're the beef expert. So I'm absolutely not. But I guess perhaps that is Wedge's place in the beef list that it allows you if you are behind and it's you're not behind because Wedge died, but you're behind because something else died, then you still have this sort of I six guy with a good damage output up your sleeve that can do that Hail Mary. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if you play the, the beef variants that don't have an ace in them or a somewhat ace at least. Uh, or high initiative in them, then then you are you have probably have a harder time. I mean, if you play four U wings, and you're behind, then you're probably in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. I mean, if you have Vetstone on board and you're playing against the aces, there you're always you're always in the game, kind of, because you only need one good shot against one bad roll of greens. To wipe out an ace, really. So, uh, so that's a that's that's one thing if you're, if you're playing wedge. And also one thing if if you're if you're behind, and uh, you're gonna have to start managing your actions a little bit different. You're gonna have to take chances. Where okay, he's not gonna turn in now. It's not gonna focus down on this yet. I'm gonna have to target lock and save it for the 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 ranged one or two shot that I get might get two or three rounds into the game uh, where you really need to punch, and that also kind of is a deterrent because you know I've got the target lock on you. You can come in now. Next turn when I have the focus and the target lock. If you want to sit in front of a couple of ships that have a good shot on you, uh, so you really have to play a long, long game uh, with the beef. Yeah. What is the? How does the end game look? I mean, what are the end game you're looking for? I mean, obviously, it's, the ideal end game would be I lost none of my ships, almost all of his ships are gone, but but sort of more realistically, uh, let's say you you have you know your classic. Four ship rebel beef. You're flying against the classic triple aces. How would you like that game to look when you are when you were with 15 minutes left in a realistic uh-huh. mindset? Okay, you want to have a lead uh, by like a ship, kind of you know 50 point lead <laughs> because uh, you're kind of it's. Uh, if 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 you're like up by 25 points against ace player and and there's uh, there have some both sides have lost some th- some uh, ships odds are you're gonna be losing that game because the ace player is gonna be able to uh, run around you. I mean you're guessing guessing most of the time with a U wing you're gonna turn that way. And he maybe gave himself options to go both ways after after you moved, and then he's going to catch you out, and he's going to get half points on something. So you're 
the end game is preferably with a, a nice lead, obviously. And then also your remaining ships have to cover each other because with less arcs, you're going to have to, you know, really uh, maybe commit on threatening a ship, if that makes sense. Because if it comes in, then you're increasing your lead, probably, maybe. But if he comes in and then and then disengages with the repositioning and he's not shooting and you're not shooting, then you're winning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I guess his Hail Mary is yeah. to just say, well, we are down to a point now where you probably still have stronger guns, but I'm I'm going to have to joust you now and I have more green dice and I move last so I can perhaps touch an arc or two. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it, like you said, it, you have to identify what his Hail Mary is and then just making sure you threaten against his Hail Mary because yeah. uh, often you don't have the maneuverability to get away and, and you know, run for time or, or you know, uh, because the aces have more options to them. So just, you know, uh, you're really just beef and your defense is threatening offense. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I think you definitely. I think maybe if I if I took it a little bit further, because if we're not just talking about the AC lists, because you know, that was a very good uh, that was a very good uh, scenario when you're playing against an AC list, just having that extra gun on the table that you can use uh, to to uh, to cover a little bit of, of more area with with an arc with your arcs, but when you're playing against something like a swarm or droid swarm, I, I actually think that it's also, you know, you, you definitely need to have more than one ship advantage there. You just need to make sure that uh, within that space that, that whatever the situation is, that they can't put more shots on you than you can put on them. Yeah. You're kind of that... in the position there where you are kind of the almost, you know, it's like vice versa, whereas, you know, the optimal end game would be maybe to have two of your beefs against one ace or, or three against two aces, but you need to turn mm -hmm. it around. You can't be in the position against a swarm where you are the two beefs against the the three swarm, you know, the three droids or, or the three tie fighters or whatever. Or four even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you have to even, range control even, the yeah, first even, and yeah. get get good yeah. good results on the first couple of couple of shooting turns. Exactly. To, because uh, you could easily be up on points against the swarm list, you know, but still be outgunned. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay, yeah. but let's uh, let's move into, uh, I guess, sort of the last major section, and that is sort of talking about specific matchups. And again, I know it's 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 a it's a bit abstract to talk about you know archetype at this very highest level. Uh, it's mm -hmm. something we discussed a lot, uh, mostly off cast, but so. How does how is beef versus swarm? Are there any sort of differences in how you set up or how you approach the game or in the game? Mm, I mean, uh, it used uh, with droid swarms that that uh, you know obstacles don't care. Most beef lists just are 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 way and far behind. I think. Uh, if you're not able to spread the damage, but if you have a beast list where you can spread damage, then you have, yeah, 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 you that's have a pretty my next good shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Exactly. No, no, no. no. It, yeah, it's I, fine. I, 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 I mean, I guess with, I mean, with my list, low, 
if you have fakes or, or selfless in there, mm-hmm. and and uh, the 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 swarm is not able to focus down, and you get all your shots, mm-hmm. uh, and be able to keep your ships while you're plucking off one or two before losing one. I mean, that's that's definitely a strategy. But most BFP lists are not spreading around damage and do not have bigs in them or selfless. But um, yeah, so uh, droid swarms are, are are tough. Difficult. A lot of I, I a lot of it comes probably... down to to obstacle placement. In my mind, uh, you need to make sure that that the obstacles are. Are, are placed in a certain way for a beef list to have a good chance because you're never going to get around a swarm with a beef list. Mm-hmm. And, and inevitably, you know, even if you're, even if it doesn't end up being a clean joust, but in in the end, with a beef list against a swarm, it's always going to be head on. It, it's in some fashion. Yeah, 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 in some fashion. Yeah. yeah. I guess that you also versus droids then a list that likes to make slow moves. Keep their options open, etc. Mm-hmm. Will be more challenged by landing threats than a list that can move rapidly around them and force them to keep, you know, turning and perhaps not guessing which way to turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think struts are more difficult against beef, yeah, or for beef than, for instance, discords. Uh, I think discords are are more are more tailored towards. Uh, Ace countering than beef countering. Yeah, yeah. The damage means more, right? Yeah, and also you have friends to shoot them off. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, having I, said I, that, I'm remembering. I'm remembering the the last what is it, regional what do you call it the hyperspace trial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I played against Andre in the uh, top what eight, top four, something, top and he four. had like uh, yeah. Yeah, we play it in top eight. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a swarm, separate swarm. And uh, I was playing my beef. And uh, I gave myself uh, like a 50 50 uh, going up against him. Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> I kind of tried something with Jake. I, I, I set him up way, way to the left and uh, baited with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is he doing with Jake there? Yeah. <laughs> so get him. Like, so actually, I, w- I, w- I was using Jake as as the beef, as the as the slow moving beef coming up, jousting against the swarm, and my other three ships uh, went fast up the right flank and came up on the side, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> I actually think if you want to beat uh, with beef, and if you want to beat uh, the swarms, you have to get really creative mm-hmm. and maybe do something uh, that that the player is not expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to leverage the fact that you move last, because your beef, your typical beef, is like I three, I four. If you're playing yeah, sure. a yeah. beef list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you move after the droids. And you have mm-hmm. to maximize that advance, and, and not—I mean, you obviously you can't go full ace on them. Oh, you can with Jake, but but with the other ones. Oh yeah. So you almost turn into a different archetype in in a matchup where all of your ships move last. Mm-hmm. Right. So just aces with big guns and mm-hmm. 
poor repositioning. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's almost to the degree where, and I think it's maybe definitely to the degree of saying that in a matchup like that, you are actually not reacting in that match. You are you are driving the match, almost. Yeah, okay. uh, that's that's not untrue. That's that's really interesting, and I I really this example about you know. Oh, you thought that that was the flanker? No, 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 no. These are the flankers. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that because I remember watching that game. I was like, what is Jake doing over there jousting the entire swarm? Is he crazy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it, and it, it actually worked. Won, so it was yeah. the best move. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it worked, but, but it could have gone bad. I'm not saying it's <laughs> a strategy to use all the time because uh, I was just kind of looking at this one board space in the board where I would be able uh, most of the time to put Jake in and that would be on the side of this worm and get past it. I was never going to shoot with Jake the, the whole first five rounds. I knew that. I just wanted to occupy but, but also, like five or six ships of his, his, uh, of his worm while the others start doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also looks tempting from the droid players because mm-hmm. if yeah. you get into a close match, then the la- then you really would like that Jake is not part of that oh, because for, he can sure. certainly yeah. outmaneuver you and, and screw you. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and while the droid train is maybe focusing, if they do go after Jake or that that flanker, and then you're able to get into the side with the rest of your ships, and that's yeah. that's really effective because then it means that they're not denying you your actions or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. And because that's yeah. that's really the, the the worst thing for people is to be denied of the actions. That's when you take the consistency of the damage away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, that was swarm. Yeah. Uh, that, let's talk about aces. I mean, we talked a lot about aces in a lot of the examples, but just yeah. you know, summarizing. How does the ace matchup look? In the, in that case, you're probably more worried about the flank than performing the flank, even if you have that capability. Mm-hmm. Um, so sum up. The ace matchups. Mm. Yeah, you mean I mean like good ace matchups, bad ma- ace matchups, or no? Just, just what 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 do you uh, what how do how do you, how does the squad play versus aces? I mean, is there particular things in setup? We've gone a little bit. Gauges with wing yeah. conditions on. We've gone a little bit into it. I mean, I think yeah, it, it, it depends. Bit. It depends. I mean, I think with degree to setup, what you want to do is you want to close the flank lane as much as you can. So you want to try to. Uh, you know, whatever side you think you're going to deploy on, you want to try to mm-hmm. close off the obstacles that that the flanker is going to be able to get fast within your side. You need to make that path long mm-hmm. for them, um, yes. uh, and and preferably be able to then go, you know, with your with your beef into the position where you're able to start plucking away on whatever else is offered. Um, mm-hmm. And like Jan pointed out, using the side of the yeah. board Having to your advantage, edge. you know, mm-hmm. kind of kind of doing yeah. a sheepdog thing, corralling, and uh, and you know there's one coming up behind, and, and maybe catch him out by turning around. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you really have to think of long game, and you really, really have to think about what is the ace, play doing, ace player doing. What is his optimum move? What is he? Why is he over there? What is he trying to do? And 
if you're going through his options of maneuvers and then going back to your maneuvers and, and where where is the most uh, best place for me to go to catch him out, have the most chance of catching him up off the option that he has. You can't just move your ships. And, you need also and think to be, about yeah. and no. just think about it. You, you, you might be over there at some point. <laughs> you, yeah. I think I, I think one thing that really uh, so one one thing that I learned at Worlds last time was when I was actually watching the final game. The way uh, that that Daniel was able to cover all of the space. You remember it in the beginning of the game, the space, yeah. the sheer area of the of the board that Daniel threatened with in the yeah. beginning, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was such a it was it was such a great thing to watch the way that he you know, pulled off covering and it wasn't just you know one ship you know covering there was always probably two arcs at least that were able to cover a certain area where you know facing the, the AC list that Ollie was playing you just was closed for business as far mm-hmm. as Ollie's ships yeah. were concerned. And that you you really need to try to pull that off. You need to be able to occupy not physically with the ships, but with the arcs, a lot of the game space, so that you you're trying to constrict the area that your opponent can can maneuver on. And then you need to try to find a way to corner them within that area without losing the flanking ship uh, out of your out of your sights. Yeah, it's not it's a, it's a tricky <laughs> feat. Gisli, do you remember yeah. the picture I sent you earlier today? I sent Gisli a screenshot of a YouTube video from the Swedish Grants when I was mm-hmm. playing uh, uh, Niklas Good uh, Nilsson mm-hmm. um, on stream, and I got absolutely butchered. And mm-hmm. I sent him a game state picture saying, how the hell did I lose when I was in this position? Because I had literally three aces surrounding what I yes. guess is beef. I mean, this was a total swarm, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, if that's not beefy, I don't know what is. I mean, that's that's scumpy for you. It it works. I mean, there's it's a variant, right? But but they have pretty good health. Mm-hmm. They have lots of guns. Mm-hmm. I, shift I would absolutely, absolutely. I think I would consider that list the beef. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Tarani, oh, yeah. even. I mean, Niklas's version is even beefier than the normal uh, Torkel's mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Um, but he did exactly what you were saying, Hogan, and he absolutely demolished me. Because I was like, ah, oh, see, I'm going to flank over here with Rick. And he flew down, and, and as we talked about, this sort of non-committal, but yet but still reactive approach, where he said, well, you can't you know, flank me with Rick, because if I fly straight next turn, then Rick is in real trouble and gets a lot of range one shots at him. Mm-hmm. But if he runs, then he's probably in trouble as well. And it turned out he was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's this about, you know, keep your options open, always spread in the flanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't panic even if you go, go like, if, if you lose a couple of shields or, or, or you're behind, uh, if you've got a plan, execute it. Yeah, I mean, you need that one good turn where you, where you're wiping out an ace that's uh, literally the same as half your list in points. So. Absolutely. 
That's a great yeah, point. Because, you because might I guess, be, yeah. especially in this matchup, you cannot be, you know, oh, I don't like getting shot. Because you're going to be shot if you're facing an ace player. That's not, that's not what's important. It's important how much you shoot. Yes, okay. Okay? All right. Um, what I'm, if... I'm... Uh... Oh, sorry, Kisley. No, I, I was going to... I was going to... But if it, what if you you go against an even beefier list that out joust you? If you're out beefed, yeah, you're getting out beefed. That's really difficult. That is a very mm. difficult situation. Okay, then you just have to compare the two lists. Yeah. I mean, you have to uh, you have to identify. Okay, he's got that up on me. He's got a little bit more health, or he's got. The initiative. He's gonna be shooting first with uh, with one ship against my lower ship, but that actually also gives you uh, a one up on him as well. Then you've gained a blocker, mm-hmm. and then you t- can t- they ha- you have the options to take away his mods and uh, putting a monkey wrench into his positioning and 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 hopefully and getting maybe. Uh, a better turn, engagement turn, engagement-wise, because you got mods and he didn't, even if he had the initiative and maybe one extra die in the list or something like that. It's just mm-hmm. make sure you identify the the what what sets your lists apart and, and trying to play into your strength. Okay, but let, let's take a concrete example. Let's say you you get out beef because your opponent flies uh, five X-wings. And you fly four ships, but there are, you know, quality ships like Braylon or Cassian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, yeah, then, then you, then uh, going back to what Aid says, I mean, what what does Braylon do quite well? I mean, he's he's great at baiting. Uh, so, you know, you you put Braylon out there, um, and you know, create create a diversion try to mm-hmm. get the X-Wings to commit on, on Braylon, because if they do that, then you will have you know, played to the, the beef weaknesses that when, when they do commit to something, then whatever is left is able to pounce and, and actually engage on the weaker, on the weaker side. So you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So you, you play to the weakness of, of the beef lists, really. That's all you can do. And uh, you have the initiative uh, against uh, against the five X list mm-hmm. with the four ship beef list. I mean, you're shooting ahead. You're probably shooting with better mods, and you might have uh, damage sharing. So he won't be getting points as fast as you will, and he won't be re- removing ships as fast as you will if you're able to spread out the damage. No, no, so, if you can remove one of the X-Wings in the initial engagement, then uh, everything is dandy. Then you have four ships, and you have four warships. Yes, yes. No, I mean, I mean, there's, there's always the, the, you, the if, you're, if you have the um, damage spreading and the initiative on him, you kind of have a two-fold, uh, two-step lead on him. Because, okay, if you were able to remove one ship now, and before he shot, and then he shoots back, and he was only able to half point two of my ships because I shared the damage. Mm-hmm. 
and then next turn you also have the initiative on them and then you might be able to remove another ship yeah. but and he hasn't killed a single ship before he's shooting it there so and he might even not even have a, a shot on the ship that he has damaged so you kind of have to be mindful of what your strength is and that uh, in this case uh, would be that really. <laughs> There's also a really great thing uh, that uh, that I can put out there as a tip. Uh, you know, in this situation, like you have four ships and you're playing against five X-wings or something like that. List that out just to 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 some degree. Don't just it. Okay. Sure. Period. That sure. sounds sensible. Yeah, I, mean, I, I actually thought you guys might laugh at that one, but you guys are all in serious mode, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but but still, I mean, if often with those PV lists, you're not doing any shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the movement, so mm -hmm. so you kind might, of you might want to put up the the box in a in a certain way. Yeah, and and be mindful of where your space is. Yes. Uh, uh, your space of uh, now, you know, play area will be, and uh, and kind of hook into the space. Uh, so what do putting you, what a, you're saying? Putting, putting as many rocks in between you and him, like you can, so also, he will never make make his yeah. five ships come on the, on the same time. And if you just have your block there mm -hmm. and do a stop, and you know the first X-wing comes and he's in range, and the second comes and he's in range, then you you know, you might get a better engagement. I mean, you, there are so many factors that you have to play off of. Uh, this is the same thing that you would do, like with against the Thai swarm. Is you, know, you would also try to get them to, you know, you would you would draw them through rocks. You would try to get them to turn to have to turn into you, so that uh, you know whatever happens, you you always have more guns on them than they have on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I mean, uh, yeah. In those cases, you actually get your tools back and you're able to utilize the minefield, um, the asteroid fields and uh, all the obstacles and try to use them at your, for your advantage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. unlike, I think, I think uh, it's super interesting. <laughs> I think it's super interesting with these sort of I3, I4 lists that depending on which opponent you face, then you either have to sort of Okay, I'm gonna joust you because you know uh, I have more ships, more firepower, more health. Mm -hmm. Or you have to go the other way and and play the completely different game where you sort of take at least a few pages from the Ace book, right? right? And uh, say uh, I'm gonna choose the first engagement. It's gonna be you know, very carefully picked. Uh, I'm gonna utilize my initiative advantage. I'm gonna try to be as kill something, etc. That's very interesting. Um, I have two more uh, sort of ash types matchups, and I don't really know if this one qualifies as much type, but we've seen a few of these uh, large, slow support ships and two aces or two hammers even. So this could be like Jenden uh, plus Vinder uh, and Vader, so Hatchet Man, or it could just be, you know, a Lambda shuttle, perhaps a Palp shuttle and two aces. There's a lot of green noise in the microphone. Sorry, I, I didn't hear all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was it. Um, uh, no, me? What? <laughs> 
So basically, pole bases with a very wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pole bases or or hatchet man. Um, <clears throat> how does that look? I mean, that is typically. Let's say that these aces are, you know, the sort of more in the hammer end of things. So, like hit really hard, like Vader, Vinder, uh, stuff like that. Sure. But then you also have this slow-moving, very predictable target like a lambda. How does your how does that look in especially perhaps in terms of target priority? Uh, against aces, you always you know have to take what you get. Have a plan for both, but you have to you know start shooting at what you get. And actually, Vader never really was a problem for me at least because I had selfless on more than one. So. So spreading out the damage was uh, mm, was uh, kind of uh, you know easier against against lists that flip into crits. Yeah, but Vader doesn't have to flip into crits. No, he doesn't. But it, it comes a problem when he when the you know player catches on and stops it out. flipping up. Yeah. When people figure it out yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't have to. Yeah. Sure, but but. Yeah. Then the few guns uh, of that particular list that you know is kind of relying on loading in crits into mm-hmm. other ships it has lost a bit of its bite. So uh, yeah. it's kind of, kind of uh, sure. It's you're not spreading it, but you're not doing the same uh, kind of damage that you want to be doing with that list. You know, mm-hmm. pushing in those crits. So it's just an ace with. Uh, Maybe uh, I don't know. But honestly, honestly, I mean, uh, going off of this, for for Vader players, changing the hit to a crit, it's almost like a reflex. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. So that's why I say, as soon as the guy figures it out. Yeah, and, but odds are <laughs> they don't. I mean, and and it's the same yeah. thing that happened. You know, how long does it ha- did it take <clears> for people who were playing Vader to realize not to flip it when they were playing against Seer, right? Um, no, not your. Yes, here. Yeah. So, um, uh, or, or it was the Imperium plating, right? Which was the, yeah, yeah. the upgrade. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. you know, discarded the, the crits. Um, so it, it's an auto reflex uh, to that degree. So if you can't spread damage, then you, yeah, you absolutely, you're in a, in a pretty good place against NATO at least. I am much more afraid of things like Vinder with munitions. Where you have large spikes of damage, but you still have a ship that's it's not very easy to pin down. No. Um, so Vinder is always a, a challenge in my mind um, playing a this because usually with when you're playing uh, uh, against Vinder, he's never the sole threat of the list. So, so is that why Hatchet Man had that spout of success? Because if you consider the timing, I mean. What were the meta monsters uh, that was out there when the Barons won? I think it was only one system open against it. They had a plan against Quad Phantoms, and they had a plan against Rebel Beef. It mm-hmm. seems. Yeah. No, I think I think I actually yeah I, I would say so. I would say that that's a huge contributor to to the success success of, of Hatchet Man. Um, uh, I think. To some degree, they also cracked something at the time um, that hadn't been cracked before. 
So and and nobody saw it coming, and, and it, but it didn't take take very long for for um, for the players to adjust. I mean, the, as we talked about before, in, in 2.0, the, the meta has adjusted fairly quickly, almost always. I mean, you haven't had a long reign of success for lists um, that long, not compared well, to 1.0. But. Yeah. Okay, but but returning a little bit, mm-hmm. would your what is what is the target priority? Let's just keep let's let's just keep hatchet man there. Is it uh, is it the shuttle, or is it the aces? I mean, I, I realize that obviously you're going to shoot at what you get, and you're not sure to get aces if you go for aces. But you could probably get the shuttle if you wanted to, and you sort of decide that that's what you want. But would you want them to? Um, I, not really. Um, the best I, case I, would be to be able to catch one, one or the other ace, the the later or winter. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. But mm-hmm. uh, but it, having said that, it's also a trick question because lambda it it can also deal out quite a quite a bit. It has coordinated. It, it can it can change things up a little bit. So mm-hmm. you, you have you have. Uh, a different beast there now, um, and getting getting rid of the lambda, and and also if you have a, a significant crew member on board, then it is a it is a viable option option if it's put out there for you to do it. But I would never pursue it. No, don't extend to try no. to catch him. No, never. No, no, I would I would, you know, if I would prioritize it, I would say Vinder first with the beast. Sure. Okay. So uh, the last choice type I have is I, I don't think it's one that is really sort of in the in the public perception. It's not a term that a lot of people use. We use it a lot when we talk to each other. It's what we call the pack, and the pack is in many ways like a swarm, but it is not forced into formation. So it's not droids. It is it is five A wings is perhaps sort of the ultimate pack. Mm-hmm. When they can come out, come at you from all angles. They have a very hard, uh, high time on target typically. But, but it could even be you know rebel A wings, six of them or whatever. So, so these ships where you know flanking is inevitable, mm-hmm. and they absolutely win on you on the maneuver side. But on the other hand, it's beastings. Um, how how do you deal with that when you're beef? I actually think the hardest matchup for beef is the five aimings. Yeah, and that's that's what I what I found. Thank you. <laughs> you were waiting for us to say that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was, but, but that's because I, you know, as I talked about before, you know, last spring, I started flying five aimings. I said this is what needs to deal with rebel beef. I couldn't deal with it, but I'm just mm-hmm. a scrub. It turns out. But, so I don't <laughs> actually know if it's a thank you, but um, validated. It, it felt to me like at, at least it, it validates my, my my meta pick. It totally you know tells me that yes, I am a scrub playing wise, but um, <laughs> at least my brain works in <laughs> some respects. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper maneuverability and a lot of ships. That's great not, time not, on target when you have yeah. the the the, uh, the resistance aliens. 
Yeah. It's always going to be difficult. So again, um, going back to what is a successful engagement for for Rebel Beef, it is it is when you are shooting at your opponent, even though you get shot at. The thing with five A wheels is yeah, you have the situation where you can be shot at from you know from multiple targets. You you quite commonly only have one agility, and two attack die can easily pierce that. So you have multiple sources of damage coming into you, and you might not be dealing any back. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much the worst thing. I mean, you can deal with an ace disc. You can deal with one ace shooting at you, even you're even though you're not shooting at them. But five ships doing that, that's that's significant. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So just if you, if you're playing against five ace, just pray. No, I mean, <laughs> no, of course not. But, uh, yeah. But I, th- I think what what you need to do though is you need to hug the edge. Porkers in the corner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, it's they, they, put yeah. baby in the corner. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So utilize utilize the board edge or both board edges. That's mm-hmm. twice as good. Mm-hmm. So the corner, um, and then I guess it's it's liquid swarms that uh, you know that once you if if you can take one or two off, then it begins to be, get a lot easier to keep up. Yeah. In in the sort of damage race, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like sort of when you play with droids, once you killed half the swarm, then then you're usually winning. But there's there's another thing that you might need to do against the five innings, uh, which is you need to set up you need to be uh, a little bit more careful when you set up your range bands. Um, so and by that what I mean is that you rather than engaging um, in in force where you're putting your 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 all of your ships in a position where you can focus fire down on a ship, you might want to consider stretching them out, which would make it that much diff- more difficult for the A-wings to pass you and would force them to, once they've had the first engagement, force them to turn and then you can get your arcs on them with the ships that are a little bit mm-hmm. behind the, you know, the, the leaders. Um, so there, there are different strategies that, that, that apply, I would say. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Um, yeah. Gisli, as a fellow non-beef playing player, yeah. uh, do you have? Is there other matchups that you wonder about that I haven't covered? No. <laughs> we 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 have covered uh, like uh, a pack. We have covered. Aces uh, swarms. swarms. Aces swarms. Boba Fan. <laughs> uh, I would probably yeah. just consider that aces. Yeah. Boba Fenn is actually not bad for Rebel Beef. Boba Fenn's w- one weakness is when you get many arcs on either ship. Um, sure. So, so when you have Beef, you tend to have four, maybe five ships, and that's very difficult for Boba uh, and Fenn's, particularly if you're a player that splits them up, and then you know one gets isolated from the other. Um, yeah, and so, Fenn can't one-round anybody. No, exactly. <sighs> And Which probably Baba and Fen together can still still can one round. Anyway. It's very difficult for them without taking considerable punishment back. Sure, 
I mean that in that case, I, I think Papakoshka would be harder for him. You know, yeah, yeah. You just more, more twice, the, twice the amount of bombs. You get yeah. debris field. You got you can really mess up with uh, with a swarm with a yeah with a, with beef. Beef. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And plus, there's just so much more to choose through uh, on the on the for a fighter yeah. spirit than on a on a thing fighter. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Is there anything about the beef archetype that you really feel we should cover? Before we finish them off, yeah. Ah, if you want to pick up beef, uh, you're you kind of uh, uh, what is it? Your livelihood depends on getting the formation up the board and not having to, you know, have to make something up on the fly. You want you want to practice your openings. You want to have a couple, if not three, uh, options to go go for after after uh, first engagement. No, after, sorry, first, first round, you know. And that's something that you really want to really want to think about and, and make sure you have done to be able to be successful with it. Mm. Because if you if you're caught out, you've gone two rounds and and you realize you have uh, two obstacles in the way where you need to be going to be able to do something to the other list. I mean, and that and that point you're you're losing, and you know you had to have thought about that you know two times time, time uh, turns before. I think that's a really good point. I think uh, also, uh, if you're picking up beef play, you need to practice your patience play. Uh, oh, it, is sure. such a, it is such a, it is so easy to get carried away because you have a lot of hull, you have a lot of damage output, and it's so easy to get carried away in your thought process where you say, "Oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to kill this ship," and then you move, and then your <clears> opponent <throat> moves, and he's just not there anymore, and it's all for naught. Yeah. So that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we had a nice segment on this. If there's not nothing else, I mean, you want to talk about? No, I think it, I think it turned uh, out I, I, uh, very well. Yeah, we, I think we covered it. I, oh, I probably one, one have more, like yeah. One more thing. Sorry. Uh, one thing also yeah. that you want to practice if you're playing a beef list, because so many beef lists have uh, have various base sizes uh, are composed of you know not one single mm -hmm. base size. You're not just doing medium. You're not just doing small. You, you're probably I mean in my in my mind the best beef lists are are mixed. Um, mm -hmm. So you need to practice your spacing with regards to that as well, so that you know when you're moving, when you're doing your maneuvers, you know how the medium uh, bases are going to impact the playing field, so that you're not constantly mm -hmm. bumping, uh, you mm -hmm. know, with the, with the small bases. Or, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good point. Okay. So we we have covered this. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I probably I have uh, like two or three more points I want to touch on, but okay. that's just something I will realize like tomorrow or something. 
So, oh, okay. <laughs> I really should have mentioned that. <laughs> well, we can't yeah, give away all of our secrets, Ed. That's uh, true. We need to leave some, some something. Yeah, for yeah, I can't tell those ace players all. Of <laughs> what do you What do you mean? You You do best when you tell everything. Sure, that's true. Yeah. It was more oh. for suspense, so that you know the listeners would maybe want to listen to further episodes where we might give away more secrets. Well, that was my point. But you killed it. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so. Always leave them wanting Sorry. more and all that. You know. <laughs> so, guys, you want to do shoutouts now? Let's do that. I think it's time. Okay. Uh, eight, do you have shoutouts? Um. You're eating. Okay, how come mm -hmm. you do shoutouts? Yeah, I'll start. So, uh, <laughs> I actually did something on Tuesday that I hadn't done in a while. I actually uh, showed up in Nexus and, and played X-Wing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I played a wonderful game against Sintri, so shout out to him for a great game. Uh, I mean, you did register to a game. I did. I, so, I, yeah, I, I registered for the league, right? So, I have to... Yeah, it was sort of to start me, to push me to start playing again. And it was, it was really refreshing. Uh, so, so shout out to to Sindri for a great game. Shout out to the guys at Nexus. I I ran into Sticky Bjarke as well. Uh, so I don't know if he listens to us, but shout out to him. It was really great seeing him. Um, so I've also I've also been enjoying um, the podcasts that the uh, the Fly Better guys have been doing recently. So I want to give them a give them a shout out as well. Uh, I, I like their new format. I like the way that they're they're approaching their guests. I, I find I find the, uh, the 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 banter in the beginning of the episodes really funny. I, I like the, the the way that they're playing around and, and the, the casualness of of what they're doing there. So uh, yeah, shout out to those guys as well. They're allowed to be casual. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> apparently, who are who are Enough we to judge? Of that. Who are we to judge? <laughs> I mean, hmm. yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, I, I am. But you know, and to anybody who's listening, thank you for putting up with us. Yeah. Putting up with uh, Ail's chewing. Apparently, <laughs> he's not breathing anymore. But he's chewing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's a brand new way. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm upping my game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Ail, are you ready? Sure. Uh, I I just want to shout out to you know. Like Halcon uh, to everybody listening, and I want to mention to the guys at Nexus. Uh, I've been learning a lot the past few weeks, and by that I mean losing a lot because <laughs> trying out <laughs> new stuff. And if you're losing, you're learning. So, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm actually really thankful for that. I'm trying out new stuff, and, and that that the, depends the guys on how, always, how you lose. Uh, uh, sure, but the guys always, you know. Uh, you can always uh, sure sure to be getting a good game and everybody puts up a good fight. Yeah. So shout out to guys in Nexus, and then I'm gonna mention Jesper. Yeah, bye. Yeah. So okay, Jan. Yes. Um. Or, or do I you want to go last? No, no, I can go now. <laughs> uh, I want to uh, shout out Justin Gearing, who recently have been helping me with uh, Pink Brain Matter. 
mm -hmm. got a brand new UI, so uh, now it's no longer designed by a colorblind maniac, i.e. me. <laughs> uh, but some people with proper color vision have actually looked at it. We've added a dark mode and a light mode, but because there was no end to the arguments about which one I should do. Um, mm -hmm. So now you can choose. Uh, that's a little mm -hmm. icon in the corner that you can click to switch back and forth. Mm -hmm. And both it looks of those really modes, good, by the way. And both of those modes have been optimized by Justin, so that is really good. Mm -hmm. We have more stuff coming. Uh, I've made a Pink Brain Matter user group on Facebook that uh, anybody is free to join if they want to. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'm sort of getting into. Well, let's get back and do some coding. I haven't done much on, on PBM for, for a while. Yeah. And I want to shout out uh, uh, Joel and Robert for taking me into their Saturday team on Crate Cup. And uh, for everybody who's going, beware of the pink flaming pew pew. <laughs> uh, we'll come to get you. And to um, Chris, Jeremy, and Joshua, who took me in for Friday. Uh, I'm apparently now part of Team Textus. No, you have to say that right. No, team, team Texas. Team Texas. Team uh, Texas. Yeah, I got you go. a cowboy hat, and it's pink. All right. And the one, thing, the one thing you have to remember when you get there is you have to say, hey, y'all. Oh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all sure doing? You, make sure you, you pick be, up a southern drawl while, you, while you're there. You will be fine. You will be fine. Yeah, either I will be welcomed or I will have my teeth knocked in. So, one of those. Right? Maybe no, one no, of them. No, no. It's Maybe a toss-up, really. They will love you. Yeah, I really look forward to going to Craig Cup. Uh, we'll probably talk more about it uh, on the next episode, I assume. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a long travel, but, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, who travels across the world for only four days? Right. Most people think I'm stupid, so... Well, they don't play X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> and that is me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I want to shout out Sith Takers Podcast and Ollie Pucknell. They they shouted out to our little podcast. Ollie! Yeah, and I Ollie, also want to shout out... I also want to shout out to Christopher Benson and the guys at the Fly Better Podcast. They also... Did a shout out. I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard that. You didn't? No. Oh no, they they only shouted out me. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and your gang. I don't know who they're talking about. Yeah. What the fuck? No, they <laughs> mentioned the podcast. Ah. <laughs> and I also wanna obviously shout out to the guys at Nexus and Fred for the leak game. They're they're just started a leak at Nexus there. Uh, which act, apparently Hawken is taking apart as well, so he must be playing more. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yeah. So yeah, that was my shout out. Uh, one quick word. No, not now. Sorry. Oh, no word. No what? word. Nothing. No, nothing. I, I'm done. I'm done. Everybody done. Okay. So are you gonna input your thing? No, nothing. Are you not going to play the thing? Play the thing? Yeah, aren't you excited? Yeah, it's a good question. Are you excited? I think Gisli is excited. No. He's so excited. Can you hide it? Yes. He just can't hide it. 
Oh, 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 no. <laughs> guys, why are we asking for this? Do we really want this? Yes, no. we really, Absolutely really want not. this. Yes, we do. I'm not sure. Yes, we do. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, I want to shout out more. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out to Jan for for making this excellent lyric. Oh, yes. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yes, I know. That's why I wanted to shout out Jan. Oh, and the editor has just put it in. Yeah, he he twisted my arms. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that both of them. It was, had, it, was, yeah. it, was it had to happen. I, I'm sorry, yeah, Internet. Yeah. Uh, I'm truly sorry. I did write the lyrics. I take... I don't take full responsibility. I mean, this is this but I take a little bit of it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean you're just very you're, suspicious. You the, the, are the time just between the, the time between the lyrics were posted and uh, the time where we had an actual file and were listening to it. <laughs> very short, so there were minimal amounts of arm twisting, if any. Yes, I think so. Uh, but you know, to this degree, Jan, you're right. You are only the weapon manufacturer. Gisli is the actual murderer. <laughs> Warmonger. <laughs> oh, great. Um, okay. Goodbye. I'm goodbye. done. Goodbye. Bye. 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 I'm about to make a part and I think I like it I'm so excited And I just can't hide it I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I'll talk, no, I'll talk through